You're listening to a podcast from Victory Alabang. How can we be men and women who honor God in our work? Find out in this message by Pastor Carlos Santos. Hi, I'm Carlos Santos. I'm the kids pastor here in Victory Alabang, and Pastor Sunny has given me. I know who here loves Pastor Sunny. You all love Pastor Sunny, right? Why don't you clap for Pastor Sunny? Yeah, praise God for him. And this is a man who's so secure that he allows. Uh, other pastors to preach in his uh, congregations, and I thank you for this privilege to be before you. I just love this series. Have you been blessed? Raise your hand by the series TGIM. Yeah? Yeah? You know what? Some people have been so excited for TGIM. Dumadami tayo. We've nearly reached the 12,000 mark. You know that? I don't know if there's something about this series. If you think about it, it's because life is tough, Right? Life's hard. You, you need to pay so many bills. You need to go forward as a person. You need fulfillment. You need, to, you need to pay for your food. And somehow work, everybody say work. Somehow work is key to this. So we get really anxious. And how am I going you know, to get promoted in my career? What's the right career path? How am I going to provide for my family? Everybody thinks work is the solution. And let's face it, it's not easy. You have to compete with younger people. You have to compete with different skill sets. Some positions that we used to be, we used to be trained with, especially if you were in my generation. Who are you in my batch? <laughs> Some positions don't exist anymore because of internet, FB. This thing work. But what I love about this series is we totally blew it away just the first week. Work wasn't meant to be hard. Remember the first week? God, the God that works, he, we were told there, the Bible tells us that work was a blessing. When he created us, he already told us, here's the land, take dominion, work on it, work it, work it real good. It's a blessing. It only started becoming hard when we stopped following God. It only started becoming tense and anxious when sin came into our lives. But God shows us His mighty works, doesn't He? Even as we were singing, you're, I know, I just felt in my spirit pictures of the beauty that God did in your life, your household, your family. God does good work, right? Yes. Awesome. That was week one. Week two. So now that we knew that he just, God just blew the, the, the curse of work out of the water, now we see that any kind of work, whether it's in church, no, not just in church, not just sacred work here, not prayerful, worshipful for work, but any kind of work, whether you're at the office, whether you're in church or at home, any kind of work can honor God. Wow. That's amazing for somebody who loves God. Anywhere I can be, I can work to honor God. Awesome. So what else do we have to talk to? What else do we have to talk about? No, actually, this third week, we got to roll up our sleeves because now we're all curious. What about me? What do I have to do? What about the man or woman that has to work God's work? You very curious? You very excited? All right. So let me get into it. You know me, being a kid's pastor, I just love to throw questions at the kids. Can I throw a question at you? Just something for you to think about before I start. What have, you, have you ever imagined being the best at something? What kind of work? Do you feel, do you imagine yourself being the best at? Okay, just think about it right now. 
Never mind the money limitation. Never mind what you were trained to do. If you're, I mean, all, with all honor and respect due to your parents, maybe you were sent to a kind of course. And I never wanted to do that. I never wanted to do nursing or accounting or what. I, I, I wanted to be an engineer. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a plumber. That'd be all right. But what kind of work do you want to be the best at? Think about that. Just one minute. If you want, go ahead and turn to your seatmate. Share it. Share what it is. Go ahead right now. I'll give you time. Turn to your seatmate, turn to your friend. What do you want to be? What do you want to be best at? Just one word. Not your life story. What do you want to be the best at? <laughs> Pastor Sunny, what did you want to be the best at when you were growing? Yes. Uh, talking. He wanted to be the best at talking. Did he, did he accomplish his dream? Yeah. <laughs> I've, learned in my, I've learned in my years of pastoring kids, never... Never underestimate the dreams of a child. You don't know the kind of secret prayers he tells to his father, to his father in heaven, that this is what he wants to be. I imagine my childhood's dream was to be a comic book artist. Yeah, 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 who's that over there? Yeah. (laughs) I was a very lonely child in grade school. I I was bullied a lot. And I discovered comic books. And there I discovered... Even the, even the weak can be strong. Even the outcast can be part of something big and something greater. And I just, I just, I just held on to it. Medyo naging idolatrous lang ako sa comic, but I repented. But I want, and I learned that you can get paid to make comic books. And when I learned, whoa, you can be paid to do something you love to do, man, I gotta do that. So I tried, I started drawing, I started copying all my favorite artists, I, I started creating, I hooked up with other writers, and I created one of the first photocopied black and white uh, craft paper comic books <laughs> that sold for 20 pesos. <laughs> and, I, and my favorite, one of my friends who owned the comic book store, I sold it there. Uh, and I, I, got, I got rejected by some comic book studios that were setting up shop here in the Philippines. Do you know the Filipinos? Filipinos are drawing and writing some of our Superman comic books, X-Men and Avengers comic books. Filipinos are drawing those things, those stories that are inspiring us. That's me. Little despised guy, lonely kid. I don't know if that was you. Did you was that ever you growing up? You never felt like anybody was supporting you? My dad was just giving me comic books. He didn't think it would lead to anything. And as I grew up, I never really thought I would be part of a group. You know, I was, I'd be part of these huge crowds, but I'd always be the outcast, the outsider. Even in the middle of them, I never really felt like I belonged. And sort of, yeah, comic books did this for me, but something happened. Something or someone invited me into the great adventure of life, into the great battle. Something that made me, that pumped my heart. What? So there is something more to this life. Do you, do you get what I mean? Are you believing that somehow there is something more to this life? And something happened to me, someone happened to me, and I became part of history in the making for the Philippines. I was part of the very first, hmm, why don't I just show you? Would it be okay to show you a video of what I was part of? All right. I don't really like talking about this because it was in my past life before I was a pastor. But, okay, uh, here's a short video, a trailer of a movie I was part of. Roll VHS. 
<laughs> Thank you, Lord, for that. Wow. Wow. I, I realized there weren't any subtitles. You want me to do it again and reenact and put out all the, the audio voice? Hey, come on in. We're the experts. But anyway. Metro RPG. This was a film that was showed in the Metro Manila Film Festival of the, the year 2010. Uh, we were no nominated for three awards but didn't get the best film. Uh, it was just amazing. I was the storyboard artist. Those are samples of some of my storyboards. Um, yeah, the DVD is out. So I, sorry, shameless plug. <laughs> get your copy now. Anyway, um, it was just amazing. Uh, I, didn't, I never would have thought the little comic book artist wannabe that I was would ever be part of something this big. And, uh, well, I'll, I'll share in a little bit what happened to me. <clears throat> the amazing thing about this was that uh, if you've watched Pixar movies, who here watched Pixar movies? Yeah, you watched? And, and they, they come out almost every year, right? But this took us five years to make because, well, Pixar has 300 people on their team. We were a, we were a bunch of 30, 30 passionate animators <laughs> making this, this film. And, uh, well... I just, I just wanna, I just wanna encourage everybody. Not, not that this is the same formula and it's gonna happen to you. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm gonna be telling you today is just sharing my journey and through it the kind of people that God wants to use. Not just to make stuff like this. I think this is kind of small when you think about what God wants to do. All right. So let's dive into the text here. For me, in RPG Metanoia, since we were only 30 versus a team of 300 in another animated studio, we would see our names again and again because we were only 30. So that kind of felt, oh, wow, wow, wow. And I, the little kid inside me just cringed a little bit. And I want to speak to the little kid inside all of you that God wants to draw something out of, that God wants to talk about in your work and how you can worship God. So let's turn to Proverbs 31. And you're asking, some of you are asking me, Proverbs 31? Pastor, that's how to find, it's the, it's how to find the, the kind of wife that is suitable. You're, you're going to use that for work? Let me give you a little background to that. Well, Proverbs is, is a collection of sayings, right? It's a collection of wise sayings, observations written by King Solomon himself, Right? The, the man who was gifted with so much wisdom. And a lot of his sayings, a lot of his wisdom centered on the fear of the Lord. Now the last, the very last uh, proverb written was Proverbs 31. And it was written by someone named King Lemuel. Now some scholars say he was King Solomon. Uh, others argue that. But this King Lemuel wrote this. And it was uh, based on the advice of his mother. God bless our mothers, right? They really want the best for, our, for, their, for their children. And the reason we're taking this for me, well, there are two reasons. Number one, once you learn about the qualities of a, of a woman, it kind of begs the question, for us men, if this is the kind of woman that makes a suitable wife, what kind of man has a wife, has a, has a wife like this? So I urge you men to just stay connected, to kind of challenge us. I want to create a little tension in our hearts if this is the kind of woman whose who's work God honors. Secondly, it also shows us that all kinds of work, everybody say all work. Whether you're at home, whether you're in the office, or whatever role you play, be you me, a man or a woman, is a way to honor God. All right? So, 
Let's do it. Can I invite everybody to stand up? Given that, let's just dive into the word. Proverbs 31, verses 10 to 31. Please read from your Bibles. One, two, three. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She's like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night palang and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she herself, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hand to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. Let's see here. It's drawing closer and closer to her heart. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her what? Her household. For all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Here's her family. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. Wow, I'd love to work like that. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her what? Blessed. Her husband also, and he praised her all men. Can we shout this? Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Father, I just humbly come before you. I believe you want to speak to your people right now. I believe you want to draw out the working men and women inside them and the kind of work you want to impress into their souls that honors you. And Father, I know they'll be blessed. But before even that, would you bless us now, Holy Spirit, with your intimate speaking with us in regards to this. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Would you give a high five before you sit down to your seat, mate? Just wake them up a little bit. There we go. So number one, what kind of man, what kind of woman is this scripture talking about? It's a man and woman of character. Everybody say character. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good. Everybody say good, good, not harm. Look at this, all the days of her life, all the days of her life. You know, I know a woman in, in our kids' church, uh, the people who volunteer in kids' church, who, who's, who here is our, our volunteers of uh, our kids' ministry? Could you raise your hand? Wow, awesome, awesome. You know, they're amazing people teaching our kids. Some of them are judges, some of them are attorneys, lawyers, doctors, nurses, teachers, Artists, I know one of a good friend of mine, she's a judge. But like this proverb is saying, when she goes home, she has a high position. People, the, the fate of people, their work, their livelihood sometimes are really literally in her hands, depending on her decision. 
But when she goes home, she defers to her husband. When she goes home, she allows her husband to lead the family. She makes sure she is as supportive to her husband as she is to her people in court. She takes that just as seriously. She takes care of her children as much, with as much consideration as when she considers the verdict for her cases. And now you see the, the, the blessing that they have. Her husband is now reaping such a great reward in his practice. That is a woman of, what again? Of character. The humility of her, the support for her husband. You know, I, I, my mother-in-law, another woman who kind of exhibits this kind of character. Because character, what is character? It's, it's who you are when you're not at work, right? Or even when you're at, you are at work, it's who you are and what you're doing when nobody's looking around. What we're typing, what we're looking at, what we're doing, when even your bosses can't see. Or when you go home, are we as, as intentional? Do we give as much effort or as a, the same amount of attention to our families as we do to our schoolwork, to our office work? Are we fulfilling as many promises to our kids as the quota that we give to our bosses? Are we as meaningful on the internet as we are productive surfing at work? I, I would used to tell my brother, uh, he wanted to be an artist like me, and I said, you know what, don't learn to try to give your best every time a project comes to, me, to you. Just always give your best. Kahit maliit na project yan, even that's a small project or an amazing project. So then you don't learn to try to give your best. You become a man who always gives your best. That's what character is. An amazing woman that exhibits character is my mother-in-law. I, I've been through many counseling, and it just brings home counseling for, well, not many, but a few just recently about separated couples. My mother-in-law, Mama, is a, he, he was, she was separated. Her, her husband left her. And I guess it happens. I just want to honor my father-in-law. You know, there's, a, there's forgiveness for him. But it happens that he, was, he, uh, he got his own family. But when you talk to my mother-in-law, she would never, ever say a bad thing about him. She would always make sure, she would joke about her, their time together, but she would always make sure to honor him, the man who left her for another, for another woman, the man who built another family and not taking care of their own children. Like I said, they've forgiven my dad-in-law. We actually invited my dad to our wedding. We honored him. But she's an example of someone who does his, her, her husband good, not harm, all the days of her life, no matter what was done to her, no matter how she was neglected, that's a woman of character. Second, number two, yeah, you can say it out loud, <laughs> competence, competence. Let's look, oh, this is pretty long. Let's go through all the hardworkingness of, a, of this woman of stature. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She's like the ships of the merchants. She brings her food from afar. This is what really gets me. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and per portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. She's taking care of the children in the household, but she's also into this. How can we provide more for our families? With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She's still working at night. She puts her hands to the distaff, and her hands hold the spindle. For some of you who are like her, like her. <laughs> this is a woman for me who has so much competence, so much hardworkingness in her. Just a while ago, every morning before I go to work, 
she's already taking care of my baon. She's already taking care of what I need to bring to work. But not only that, if I had to take my baby Eli with us, she also takes care of his backpack. She also takes care of his food. Never mind cooking for, for, for our breakfast. I'm not coming out as a slave driver, but she's, she's the kind of woman who honors her family. She's the kind of woman who knows that her work is important. Sometimes, and I'm guilty of this as well when I, used to, when I started out in Thomatrope, we profess we're Christians at our work, and then we say that, you know what, this isn't what God has for me. There's something more than this. For some of you here who are working in a job that you don't feel like that's where you should be working anyway, and then you start thinking, you know, God has something better for me. But that's no excuse to come in late. That's no excuse to, to take things that aren't part of your resources, that are part of the offices. Especially if we say we're Christians. We're the ones who should be an hours earlier or 30 minutes early. <laughs> We're the ones who should think to our boss, you know what, if you think that's impossible, I don't, you know what, in my, inside me, I know my God specializes in the impossible. It can be done. Or we're the ones like Christ who should be serving our office mates. That's not my task, but wait a minute, you know what? My Lord served me, I'll serve you too. We're the ones who ought to be like that, shouldn't we, in our workplaces? My wife is entitled to rest. She, should, she works hard. But no matter what happens here, Pastor Stanley Batayo, when we go home, it's time for us to do the dishes. It's time for us to take out the garbage. No matter how tired, I love being with you, but sometimes it can be draining, especially if, like Pastor Sunny, you're doing five, four, ten services, <laughs> four services. But our wife serves us. Are we like that? Competence. Conduct. Proverbs 31 says, 20, 25, she opens her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid. Everybody say, not afraid. She's confident of snow. She's not afraid of snow for her household. She doesn't, she's not afraid of lack. For all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates. Her husband also has stature when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. Oh, she's kind of like my wife as well. You know me, I'm, 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 I'm really just putting all my stuff together. I got to prepare. I got to write my outline. Come on, let's be early. I got to, uh, you know what? Even when she's preparing the, all the stuff we need to bring, I'm already turning on the car. Oh, let's go. Eli, what are you doing? Oh, you haven't taken a bath. Ah, and, you know, and Eli's crying. Oh, no, my baby Eli. My wife, just with dignity. Sometimes when I look at her, what's wrong with you? We need to go. <laughs> Sometimes, us guys, you know what? We're, we're in there. One, two, three, one, two, three. But she's just calm, patient. She, she just laughs all the time, not worried. Conduct. It's not just about what we do or how much we're doing it, but it's also in the way we're doing it. Are we gracious? Are we kind? That's kind of swinging the Christian pendulum the other way, right? Getting incompetent. When I was talking about competence, sometimes we make it as an excuse that, oh, you know, God, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, even if I fall behind on my quota, I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm, I'm an okay guy. I'm good to be with. 
But let's swing it the other way. What if you're an excellent, excellent worker? You're an excellent employee, yet you don't get along well with your boss. What if you're excellent and you're always meeting your quota and you're everything, every, all the work is on time, they're perfect, everything is signed, every T is crossed, every I dotted, but we're not gracious when someone makes a mistake or we're not composed in the way, in the manner that we're working. Even though we're pushing for God's standards, I read in a book by Jim Collins, Good to Great, he would say, praise in public, criticize in private. Or are we just shouting, Maliyan, ano ba trabaho mo yan? I needed this yesterday. Don't you know what my, how madidehado ko sa work ko? You know, you're, you're, putting me, you're putting me out for my work because you didn't do your job. Or are we saying, no, this is all right. I can cover this. It'll be okay. Good job. I'm not asking us to be doormats. But I'm asking us to consider, even when we're excellent at work, the manner that we're excellent. Are we kind? Are we gracious? When there's success, another from Jim Collins' book, when there's success, everybody say success. We want to have success, right? When there's success in the team, praise the team. But when there's an error, take the blame. Take the bullet. This was my responsibility. The buck falls on me. All these three, can we say that again? What are, what are these three? One, two, three. Character, competence, conduct. Good kids. <laughs> It's kind of like, uh, this, this trio reminds me of what our art directors would always ask of us when I was working in the industry. They would always want this. They'd always want it to be good, fast, and cheap. Okay? I want it great. I want it to look awesome. I want it done yesterday. And if you can, don't, don't make it too expensive. But in all reality, and maybe even in your work too, you can only have two, right? You can't have all three. If you want it good and fast, it's not going to be cheap. If you guys have businesses, guys, it's not going to be cheap. If you want it done right away and you want it to be looking awesome, it's not going to be cheap. But if you want it good and cheap, you're going to need a lead, a long lead time. They, your, your, employ, your, your workers and, and the people who are getting it done, they need a long time to get it done. Not going to be fast. If you want it fast and cheap, guess what? Not going to look good. That's right. It's not going to look good. Just like with character, competence, and conduct. He's a good guy, but he's probably not so skillful. Or he's very gracious. He's very wise, but I don't know what he's doing at home. We kind of expect the world has has caused us to expect there's probably one thing missing. So how is this going to (laughs) happen? Good. Character. One second, what is that? Character, competence, Conduct. Great, you're still with me. Sige, pahirapan ko pa kayo. Let me stack the odds even higher. There's a fourth element that the proverb says. I feel like this is something that most, most uh, employers kind of miss out when they're screening for new recruits. And that's this. Chemistry. Chemistry. Let's look at the succeeding verses. Proverbs 31 says, She opens her mouth with wisdom. And the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up. See the effect of this? Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you, ikawhani, you surpass them all. You're above them all. You're set apart. Kakaiba ka talaga. 
Hindi yung masama. Sometimes it's a wrong term. Kakaiba ka talaga. <laughs> Not like that. You surpass them all. Friends, it's about relationships. Even God is in the business of reconciling relationships. Remember he said in his, in his word, you're in the ministry of reconciliation. But you're asking, Pastor, yes, it's relationships. I, I, I can try to do well, but that's an added, an added element. Character, competence, conduct, and now chemistry. But my boss is hard to work with. My office mates, they're into all these things and not me. They're going to go out and they're going to go out clubbing. I'd rather pray over my work. <laughs> we speak in tongues a little. I hope you're not caught doing that. <laughs> you can do it with yourself. Yes, and later on I'll show you how much power that will gain us. But really, this, that's too much. How is this going to happen? I had a trouble with this also when I started in Thomatrope. I was going to go into the animation industry. Total, na hired naman ako, no? They hired me. Ah, look what they're going to get out of that. But I was going to come in and I was going to save this company. It was a very small studio and they didn't know what they were going to do. They were making these small little computer educational modules, which are good also. But I was going to go in there and we're going to make movies. We're going to make TV series. And this is my idea. Uh, some artists, we're going to, in some days, we're going to play video games all the time for research. <laughs> we're going to get inspired. Oh, some of you are artists. I don't mean to tread on your toes. I know what it's like. But you know, I would always, I would always uh, go up against my director. This is our team. I was going to tell you where the director was. He's a good friend of mine, but he's a very shy guy, so I probably won't. Somewhere there at the top. Direct Louis, one of the most brilliant storytellers, most inspiring comic book uh, creating, filmmaking, uh, story composers ever. He really inspired me, but I would always clash with him. Because he's a director and I had all these ideas. I had it in my mind that you should be doing what I tell you to do. It's this, this, these ideas. Because, well, you know what? I got it from God. Come on. I speak to God about the company, the studio. This is what he wants. I prayed about it. You would do well to listen to me. God really did a number on me after that. God told me, it's not your vision I'm going to work with. It's his vision. How many of you know he doesn't always work through Christians. He can use anybody. It's his vision that I'm going to create. And I've tasked you to make that happen. So you serve him. So that's what I did. And I don't know what you think about those movies that you watch. Do you know that literally, even though they're done by computer, hundreds and thousands of drawings have to be made, making the storyboard, fleshing out the story. That was my work. I would draw somebody coming in, whoo, Whatever, whatever you got. Or, you know, if you're very pacifistic, you're just taking care of someone, talking to somebody, and then going out. That's once, maybe 10 seconds of film will equal 20 or 30 drawing. How many, how many hours do our films last? 100 and, 120 minutes, right? Imagine the, the thousands of drawings I had to make. And I would go to the director... And he'd look, 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 this is what happens. We'd post it on the board. This is what happens. This guy goes in here. He'll, he'll talk to his mom, have a really good oh, there's, there's an argument, and then he goes up really sullen, and then he wants to talk to his dad on the online, but he's not online. And I would show my director. And he'd go, and uh, let's do something else. <sighs> a whole week. 
thousands of drawings. Direct Louis, I apologize. I'm, I'm trying to honor you here. But it's his vision. God said, I'm going to use that. God really humbled me, not just by this, this experience. He showed me that I was maybe not as significant in my own eyes that I believed I was. But he did show me that I was valuable to him. And by humbling me, you know, this team's awesome, I was able to contribute. We would go to meetings. I would get invited to meetings with the owner. I would get invited to meetings with uh, ABS-CBN. You all saw that they were partners in this production. With the directors. Meet ko nga Miss Charo eh. starstruck. I was invited to these meetings. And it got to a certain point where before we'd come in, I'd be driving with Direct Louis and he'd stop. And then he turned to me, Carlo, could you pray first before we go to the meeting? Could you bless us first? In one of our late night sessions over the stories, he would just confide and say, Carlo, you know what? I, I think this movie, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a battle for my soul. And I would pray for him. And we're still friends now. He's, he's actually one of our, our ninongs. See what God can do. But really, pastor, character, competence, conduct, chemistry. You're just, you're just piling it up too much. I, just, I don't think I'm going to go to work tomorrow and I'm going to remember all four of these. And, oh, I know, I, that's not what I want to do. But let me show you a business model. You will not see this business model anywhere in any corporate presentation but here. This character, competence, conduct, and chemistry, it works in this model. In God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is the perfect working model. Obvious ba? I'm sure you can already tell. Father in all righteousness, in all character. His Son, submissive to the Father. Let me give you some more, some more details about how this is working. How does this happen? Very simple. The Father provided vision. Some of us here are now at work in a place where I can't seem to know what my work is for. What use is it? We lack vision. The Father provides vision. His vision was for all of His creation to be also His children. But He knew that couldn't happen. Somebody had to. Somebody had to sacrifice. Somebody had to pay the price. There was no way a sinful creation can be part of a holy God. That's why His Son accomplished the mission. And you all knew what it took. The Bible says he was obedient even unto death. It takes a dying to self sometimes to work. Can we say that to our bosses sometimes? Sir, I, 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 I sacrificed. I'll do it. It's going to take me hours, but I'll do it. Sometimes some of us have to sacrifice work. Sir, my son has a graduation or it's his first day in school. Sometimes that's the dying to self that has to happen. But whatever that is to us, the son fulfilled the mission. The father gave him the vision. This is what has to happen. This is my heart. This is what has to do. This is what has to happen. And he said, I'll be obedient. I'll do it. If that's what it takes, that's what I'll do. The mission. And the Holy Spirit, oh man, the Holy Spirit. This is something that I won't be unpacking a lot. That's a whole new series about what the Holy Spirit can do in our lives. But even until today, what the son accomplished for the, fa- for the father whose vision he accomplished, the Holy Spirit is infusing. The Father gave the vision. 
The Son accomplished the mission, and the Holy Spirit gave the infusion of power, the infusion of peace. In Acts, Jesus promised this. Wait, in Acts 1.8, you'll receive power to be my witnesses. Whatever you need to do, you'll get it. Vision, mission, and infusion. Something about vision. Well, the Bible does say without vision, people cast off restraint. That's in Proverbs 29. But whatever you're doing right now, I just felt to kind of encourage some of you. Maybe you don't think that what you're doing is important. But I think God wants to give you a vision. Maybe in, in building. You all saw the, the building that we saw, the EN phase 2. That's a mighty, mighty edifice. That's a mighty construct because it's for God, not for men. But if you are working in one of those, in one of those building projects, are you just laying bricks? Or are you building a center? Are you just laying down cement? Or are you building leaders, hope for leaders of the next generation? Are you just writing down a budget, calculating? Or are you transforming a nation? We need vision, my friends. And the Father can provide. In the end, whether you're a woman or a man, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. That's all you need to remember. And character will happen. God will forge it through the fire. Competence, you can easily train. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you where you need to be trained. Speak to God. Conduct, the manner. Just remember Jesus. He was like a lamb led to the slaughter. Peaceful, quiet, obedient to the end. Chemistry, oh, chemistry, relationships. God can do it for us. Because the work of a godly man honors God. It looks like an ending now. Oh, I got the point. The work of a godly man honors God. Something's missing a little bit. And I want to talk to you about somebody we all know. A godly man. Somebody who works to honor God. I want to talk to you about Manny. Nice picture, huh? Very humbled. Looks like he's praying. I picked this picture because it looks like he's praying. But this was actually the picture of an interview, in an interview after his fight with Meriwether. And I guess I'm sure that must have felt, you know, I lost. I, f- I feel defeated. And some of us feel like that at work. Lord, when is the promotion coming? I've been passed over. Lord, so many bills and I don't have work. I still don't have work. Lord, my support is over. It's dried up. What am I going to do? What about the children? A lot of people criticized Manny for giving his life to Jesus. Some said he switched religion. And going into the fight with May, uh, Mayweather, he was, uh, people were wondering, what would happen if he lost? But before every fight, he'd kneel, right? He'd pray to God or he'd just raise his hands up. And lately, people have been noticing that wala nang knockout. What happened to all the knockouts? He'd been finishing the whole matches, all the rounds. Is it because he became born again? What happened? And others, and I have to admit, me also, I was wondering, what would happen if he lost? Was his Christianity just conditional for the winning? What would happen to him? You know why I'm talking about him? It's because we can, that model of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we can easily make that model a means to our end. I will trust the Father and ask for a vision. 
I will follow Christ's example through the power of the Holy Spirit. But it's only to get further in my career so that I can get blessed. If that's us, if, and sometimes I think that way too. I, I repent of that. But I don't want us to be like that. God doesn't want us to be like that. His story is not over. I don't know what his walk with God, that's, that's really up between him and God. But you all know that he went to Indonesia, right? And he talked to our, our Filipina over there, Mary Jane Veloso. And regardless of what the case will go, he went there to share the gospel to her. That's what he's doing after his defeat. He's still sharing the gospel. He's still preaching the word of God and ministering with the Spirit to his people. Wow, you're so quiet. (laughs) Are we like Manny? No matter what happens, no matter what position we have in our work, do we want to honor God with that work? Are we running after food that doesn't perish? John 6 says, verse 27, let's read this together. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on Him, God the Father has set His seal. Yes, work. But you know it's not a curse. But no work is small in God's eyes. If that work honors Him. And that work that honors Him, just like Manny, you know what? It's an invitation for others. How they see you work, what they see you doing, and in the manner that you're doing it, the character that portrays the chemistry and, and that you're sharing, even the relationship that you're nurturing, how people see that is an invitation to others to join, to join in the unity of, of God. The work of a godly man honors God, and it also wins souls. Some of us are in work. And before I go on, could you, this might work better if you close your eyes. I believe God really wants to speak. Actually, even before, even during worship, I just felt God's heart sifting through the crowd, seeing some of us who feel very small at where we work. Seems like this, this, prob- this can't be what God has for me. And you just can't seem to get motivated. You just can't see, God, what are you doing? Well, God wants to grant you a vision. But we need to be desperate for it. Proverbs 29 says that without vision, people just don't cast, cast off restraint. But in another translation, people perish. Father, we come to you now humbly. If you need a vision for your workplace, if you don't know just why you're working here, or maybe for you students, where am I going to go? What's the end of this? This isn't even a course that I like. Well, we can come to God and He can give us a vision of what He likes. I'm not even looking at you. This is between you and your God. But if you want a vision for, from God for your work, for your business, 
for what you're doing, even for your household, for your family. Could we raise our hands? Lord, Lord, we're here. We've been following you, and you've, you've placed us here, where we are, in this family, at this workplace. But what now? It's tough. But Lord, your vision was to give us a full life. You sacrificed your son. That's what your word says. He came, he came to give his life so that we may have it fully. Lord, would you send your Holy Spirit right now? Speak to us. Speak to us right now, Holy Spirit. And tell us what we're here for, why we're working here. Tell us why this is our family, why this is, he's my dad or my mom. Tell me why I'm alone taking care of my kids and I have to work double shifts. Tell me, Lord, what your plan for me is, what your vision for me is. Father, do that. Holy Spirit, would you do that right now? Remind us just how much we have been set for a good purpose. Remind us, Lord, that many, many are the plans in our hearts, but your purpose will prevail, but your purpose is perfect. We offer ourselves right now to you you're, to attest that your will is perfect. Your will is pleasing and good. that right now. Just listen in on God. Ask Him. Ask Him. He will answer. In fact, I believe right now the Lord is speaking to you and He's saying, I have a wonderful plan for you. My plan for you is not to harm you, but to give you a future. And I've given that future. And He promises you this. Wherever you are, in whatever you're doing, even in the dark corners of your workplace, when you seek me, when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. We can do this together. And I have a mighty plan for that workplace of yours. I have a mighty plan for your business. I have a mighty plan for your family. Yes, even for those wayward people in your family, the ones who have been persecuting you, the ones who have been going abroad, the children that you're, you're crying over. I have a mighty plan for you. Trust in me. I can give you vision. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you're so gracious to give us that. In Jesus' name. You can put your hands down. I know, but I, I know I didn't, I said I wouldn't talk about this because it's a whole new series, but let's not underestimate what the Holy Spirit can do. Maybe some of us, we know Jesus Christ is the one who listens to all our prayers. But Jesus sent the Holy Spirit that we may abound in, in peace and joy, kindness, gentleness, self-control, and most of all, love. With your eyes closed right now, I want to minister to another set of people. You know what God has planned. You trust in the Lord, but you just can't seem to do it. 
you just can't seem to get up in the morning and say, we're doing it, Lord. I know you promised me this. This is going to be awesome. But my boss says differently. My office mates say differently. They look at me weird. My bill statement says something else. So does my banking account. If you even have one. So Lord, please send your Holy Spirit. Despite what the world shows us, I believe the Holy Spirit is right here, right now, wanting to minister. Minister to your heart. Ministering to that, to that, that empty place where hope used to be. There is hope. There is hope. There is joy waiting for you. There is strength. Lord, my body's aching. I can't seem to do this. There is strength. There is peace. Holy Spirit, would you do that right now? Do that with your people. You said in your word that you will pour out your spirit on your people in the last days. Lord, just do that right now to, to these friends, to your friends. Right now, allow the Holy Spirit to just come to you. He's God too. Giving you strength for what you need. If you need that, if you're desperate for that, would you raise your hands as well? I need strength. I need patience. I need perseverance. I know you're going to do a mighty work, Lord, but in me first, in me first, would you do that work in me? And let the Holy Spirit wash over you right now. Where there was once anxiety and worriedness, let there be peace. Where there was once strained relationships and, and, and tension between you and whether it's your supervisor, your boss, or your teammates. Let the Holy Spirit just grant you wisdom and patience and kindness. hear God telling you I, I love them too yes I do love your boss too my son died for him too your workmates the ones you can never see something in common with they need me they need me your sons and daughters your brothers and sisters your mom and dad no matter what they did to you or what they didn't do for you I can fill that hole. I can fill that need. Thank you, Lord. So the Lord has granted us vision, and the Lord has given you the Holy Spirit, the infusion of power and peace. For some of us, if your eyes are still closed, just a little bit more. For some of us, it's the fatigue that's killing us. We seem to strain and strain and strain and work and work and work and nothing is happening. And suddenly you hear this message. The mission has been accomplished. You're at work and there's no security. It's already been one for you. The work has been done. I still have to do so many things. I, may, I don't even have work right now. 
How do I become part of this? The answer is simple. Not just the Father giving you vision or the Holy Spirit giving you an infusion, but accepting that Jesus Christ has already done the mission. And if you haven't done that, I know some of us have. We know that for us, it's finished. Tapos na po. You don't have to do anything to be part of this perfect unity of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But you want your life to mean something. All you have to do is raise your hand. At the count of three. If you want to be part of this, the model that I showed you. Just raise your hand. One, two, three. Yeah, that's it. Yes, it's as simple as that. And all you have to do is say this prayer with me. And we can all join you in this prayer. Everyone say, Lord Jesus, you've done every single work that needs to be done in my life. You said on the cross, it's finished. I believe with all my heart that you have saved me, forgiven my sins, which I repent of. And you are now my Lord and Savior. I give my life for you and thank you for giving your life for me. your hands down. All of us now know that work is not a curse. That he took it all on his body on the cross. Even those of you who raise your hand, now you know. Every fatigue, every, every curse that we feel of work, already done and accomplished. So are you excited to go tomorrow? To face your bosses? To your workmates? Face the work you have in front of you? Would you raise your hands? Father, thank you. This may have been a weird kind of message, kind of long. But we're a part of you. Know, you're with us. And Father, I pray for every single one of my friends here right now that as they go through every working day in their lives, whether it's in the office or at home, that you open their spiritual eyes. And Father, will you never cease, like your Bible says, you never cease to do the good work you've started in us. And you will see it to its completion. Father, work in us first. Everybody say, in us. Do your work in us, Lord. And as you do your work in us, Lord, use us. Do your work, everybody say, through us. Do your work through us, Lord. Win souls for yourself, Lord, through us, through the work that we do, through the platform that you give us, through what we do. And Father, whether it happens or not, Lord, we'll just give you glory because you will do, and this I declare over all of you, the, world, the Lord is saying right now, when we're done with this, we're, we keep doing this, I will do my work for you as well. To do things, Lord, unimaginable for us, that we will just be amazed at what you do. And Lord, in the end, may you get all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you were inspired by that message. 
Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.